12-Sided Stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. In Eversink, the Office of Book Retrieval has librarian agents tasked by the Triskodane to recover overdue books and collect fees. In some cases, offenders must be neutralized by the agents for stealing important tomes. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Bookhound Bounty Hunters, episode number two. I have some wonderful players who got completely screwed, but we'll go over that in the recap. Let us start with Farah. Hello, I'm Farah Sarpkaya, and I am playing Giovanna Letteratura, a church militant, and we are both she-her. Hi, I'm Candice. Uh, my pronouns are they-she, and I am playing Leo da Silva, also they-she. Hey, I'm Michelle Otis, and I am playing Katja, uh, she, her, and I am that as well. Hey, everyone. I'm Sam at Sam with two M's. I use she, they pronouns. And tonight I'm playing Tisha Valor, uh, who uses she, her pronouns. Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. Excellent. So let us start with our recap. In last episode, the group here was after a book called The Afterlife, a necromantic book that allows people to pull the souls of their dead loved ones from the funerary statues and then place them inside of a body. They can possess people that are nearby. This is kind of a hideous thing to do, obviously. And they tracked the book down to Sag Harbor where they found a old warehouse that was full of different books and different sorcerer accoutrement. And they were about to get the book back when suddenly Agent Brad came out of nowhere, took the book. Leo was able to get the book back, ran away. Agent Brad chased them down. And there was a cabbage side where cabbages were put everywhere. <laughs> and unfortunately, Leo lost the book. Meanwhile, the shark necromancer creature I think Sam is dying over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cabbage side. I'm so Cabin sorry. Side. That took me out. Oh, God. Oh, oh so funny. Man. Meanwhile, at the dock, a Giovanna was on a boat and basically scared the hell out of a couple of mooks. And they went back to the dock under her sword. And then the shark slash human sorcerer person you all were able to subdue him and you took him back to the uh, city watch to be taken care of and you at least got the bounty uh well not the bounty but the the fines when you returned to headquarters mother biblia was waiting for you she took you into the office and said basically that when you're out bounty hunting you have to decide what you're going to do if someone's trying to snipe your stuff and said if you can't outrun agent brad then maybe you should break his legs so that is where we're at i am going to say that it's the next day and you all are at the library in a quiet corner there are a couple of different bounties available one is for another heretical book the bounty is a thousand gold coin Another book 
is for slightly less. It's for 500 and it is just late and it is nothing that special. Now you know that the cheaper one would be easy to get quickly and would put a little gold in your pocket. Right now you don't have a lot of money, a lot of wealth, but you also know more than likely Brad's going for the big one today. So talk amongst yourselves and decide what bounty you want to take on. So we're definitely going for the thousand gold one, aren't we? Cause fuck that guy. But of course. I want his head on a spike. Hmm. I'm sorry, that was very aggressive, but it's just how I feel. Turn about his fair play, we could follow him. I, you know, we could, but I don't think he'd be able to find his own ass if he didn't have a map, <laughs> if I'm honest, so. I, I hear what everyone is saying, and I, I do want to get uh, more than a little bit of gold in our pockets, but Mother Benedicta, she said, you must get a book soon. So if it's just about getting a book, we could just get the 500. I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to, you know, shortchange anyone or doubt our skills. I'm just saying, I'm tired of that fucking punk and we could really use a win. You're not wrong. Go ahead, punk. Do you feel syllabus? Anyway, go ahead. Do you feel <laughs> syllabus? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I defer to all of you, though. If we're going for the thousand, you know I never say no to a challenge. You bring up a good point. Let us go for the 500. Alright. Fine. I think that's a good idea. Like, you're right, we do need a win. And if I'm being like 100% honest, I'm still feeling a little stained by my slight from yesterday. So, yeah, maybe we don't try to immediately one-up him and we just plan. However, we show no mercy. Oh, certainly not. If we see him in the streets, no mercy. On sight, Tisha slams her fist on the table. This big echo goes throughout the library and you hear a shh. Sorry, my bad. I forgot. I got too excited. <laughs> On sight. And then she does it softer. <laughs> okay. So you all take the smaller bounty. What's the name of this book? I'm totally putting this on you. You said just a normal, uh, just a normal book. Flora and Fauna of Sag Harbor. Beautiful. That was way better than what immediately came to my head, which was, <laughs> we can pickle that because I've been binging <laughs> Portlandia again. <laughs> so did you say Laura and Fauna of Sag Harbor? Flora and Fauna. Flora. That makes more sense. <laughs> okay. That's that's a Laura and Fauna. That's a whole different book, right? That's in the romance section. In the romance. I was gonna say, yeah, that's got like a sexy unicorn on the cover, <laughs> like that's well, running across a beach. And yeah. it's an older <laughs> sex book because it's in Sag Harbor. Does that mean the sex inside Boo. is older? Boo. Or the book Can is you older? imagine that? <laughs> no. I lay thy head on thy heaving bosom. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not I'm not a, I'm not above that. I'm not I'm not above that kind of. Thing. So the last time this book was uh, taken out, it was taken out by to make up an NPC name, Frederick Stiz. And he is a merchant with Marcanti. Am I saying that right? I might be hitting the mer a little too hard, but I am in America, so please <laughs> forgive me. I'll judge you in Italian. And yeah, exactly. I'm doing the, the American Italian version. America. 
And he lives right here in Iron Cross. The book's been out for about a month. He owes like 20 or 30 gold on it. But the reason that it's so high is because this particular book is the only one that is left. I guess uh, the other copies have been lost uh, due to flooding and whatever. So they kind of want the book back to be able to do a new copy of it. But this guy won't bring it back for some reason. And so they're willing to put a high bounty on it to get someone to break into his place and take it back. Now, the reason they're telling you to break in is because he has some power behind him. He has political clout. And so it means that you all need to be careful on how you approach this. Now, this is a good time to remind you all that you do have contacts, your allies and your enemies. So remember that when you're trying to leverage some of your abilities, okay? You can kind of do a planning stage right now, talk amongst yourselves, figure out what you want to do. And it's early morning. If you want to fast forward tonight and do it as a night thing, you can just let me know. So I have some points and contacts in nobility. What I would probably want to do is see if this person, this Frederick, is going to be out of the house at a party, at an event, at a something, so that his house is empty, basically. Okay. I'm going to say, yeah, he has a... They don't tell you what the function is because they're cagey like that, but they do say that he has a function that's a political in nature. Right then, one of the, I guess, porters can, comes by the table, puts down a pot of tea with a bunch of cups, and he has a bouquet of flowers and a note with it, and he puts it down in front of Leo and goes, uh, this is for you. And then he puts down some biscuits and says, if you need anything else, I'll, I'll be around. I uh, wink at him. Thank you, Signore. Kind of looks at you oddly. He goes, oh, oh, it's they're not for me. Sorry. I appreciate the favor. Oh, well. He winks back kind of awkwardly and walks away and, and is going to spend the rest of the day running through his mind how cringy he was. <laughs> he should. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he completely misread everything. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> Takes morale damage. Takes morale damage. God damn it. Why can't I be smooth? <laughs> Why can't I be smooth? I will say, though, Leo Leo doesn't begrudge that interaction. Lots of men get confused, but only a certain type of man really turns their head. It's more about uh, it's more about your vibe, and he just didn't have the... No. no. Her... Please, my friends, don't hold back. If you want some of this, it's here for you. Well, thank you. And Tisha reaches over and, like, pours herself some tea, whips out the flask, spikes it, closes it, sticks it back in. Who is it from? Oh, uh, a moment, please. And I want to, like, very carefully open this note. Considering my extracurricular activities, there could be all manner of things inside this envelope. So you open up the envelope and it, it's got gold. It's, it almost looks like a wedding invitation. It's beautiful. And you open it up inside and it says, better luck next time, Brad. Don't drink the tea. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Every time, every time this man gets me. Mm. But there's rum in it now. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on you, but no one else. We can't, we can't afford it. 
Hopefully he didn't put any kind of mugwort or belladonna in there. Well, there's rum in it now, so the only thing it can do is cancel it out. Honestly, I think I'm in the clear. <laughs> Downs the rest of it. Not how poison works. But I think they'll probably be fine. I think it is. I crunch the flowers up into a tiny, like the smallest wad of, of greenery that I can possibly... Actually, no, I'm not going to do that. Are there any cute girls in this library right now? Yes. I mean, you're sitting right next to one. <laughs> yes, there are. There are. Other than my party. <laughs> there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of tables of young college girls who are, you know, sipping tea and reading books and studying for class and all that. And I've got a full bouquet of like what roses or something. Yeah, they're roses. I crush the letter in my hand. You can see me just squeezing it. You can see tiny bits of paper sticking up in between the leather of my fingers, and I very gently release it onto the table in front of us into my tea, my poured cup of tea. I hand each of my companions a rose and kiss them on the cheek, and then I take the rest of the bouquet and I walk over to the ladies. And I spend not too long. I do like a like a little drive-by. I'm there for like two and a half minutes. I compliment everybody. <laughs> Drive by flowers. Pass flowering. out some roses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real smooth. Yeah, yeah right. I leave the flowers there and I smile. And you guys hear as I'm on my way back, well, you know where to find me if you ever want uh, to have a nice time. <laughs> I notice the porter on the side of the thing writing notes down. <laughs> That's how you do it. And they are smitten with you as you regale them with uh, your presence for a moment. And you come back to the table. What is the first move? You're, so you're going to do it during the time that Frederick's out of the... Uh, out of the house. Out of the house. Should have called him Frederick. Frederick. <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, Wow. And I think Tisha's just like sitting back in the chair for a second. And then after a while, she like sits up and it's like, oh my God, like smacks her forehead. I know people over in the city watch. That's quite helpful. Track them all around the city. So you all head out and you're going to go and I guess prep, like, uh, you know, look at the place, kind of scope everything out before you make your move. Put on my extra quiet shoes. Yeah. Extra quiet shoes. <laughs> Your sneakers. Your sneakers. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and you make it over to the local City Watch post, and Barry and Jack are there. They go, oh, can I help you? What's what's going on? Hey! And I think for the first time, you kind of see Tisha just, like, come alive. This is what she does, but she's a party girl at heart. It's a bit more in her speed so she's a bit more loose now and it's like openly flirting with both of them at the same time hey like i haven't jack i haven't seen you in so long barry where the hell have you been like it's like overtly like touching them all in their space throwing her hair back laughing just obnoxious yeah they're lapping it up they're like okay girl but ask your questions they're primed for questions Barry, Jack, it, first off, both of you, I don't want this to be the last time we see each other again until I have to come back over here, oh, okay? No, like, no. we, we need drinks. to go out next. Yeah, exactly. So when you get off of work or something like that next time, you know, yeah. hit a girl up. 
Um, but you guys always see like the, the happenings or, or kind of are in the where of what's going on around here, right? Yep, you always see stuff going on. What are you looking for? Do you know Frederick Stills? Oh, that pompous ass. Yeah, I'm trying to get on that pompous ass, so... Oh, why? You can do so much better. <laughs> of course I could. It's all about the chase. It's, it's what's fun for me. But, yeah, I just wanted a little bit more information. Like, I heard that there maybe he was going to be, like, you know, the happening that's happening pretty soon. Uh, we don't know much about where he goes, but whenever he does, he always asks for special accommodations so that we can do an extra patrol around his house. That's weird. He uses the city watch like his own personal guard. He should be hiring the mercenaries, not driving us. Fucking asshole. He makes more than enough money to be able to afford that without having to continuously dip into you guys' pockets. Like, that's not fair. You have enough bullshit to deal with in this place than having to cater to the whims of some rich asshole. I'm sorry that they did that to you. That's really fucked up. Last week, he, like, brought this huge wooden box that we all had to help him carry in because he's in tight with our watch chief, and the thing weighed a ton, and it kept humming. He's doing something. I don't know what. That fucker is always up to something. Ugh. I just... I don't know. Don't you like the mystique of him sometimes? Like, it's just... You never know what you're gonna get. It's always, like, a, a wild card. Russian roulette. Something like that. Um, they fumble over their words trying to say something in the lines of like, well, we're wild cards. Like, yeah, sure, but we're, we're good too. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, why? What, why do you need to know all this? Are you going to try to break into his place? Why would I do that? I just told you. I was trying to break into his pants. Part of the... That's what they do. I have nothing to do with any of that. Do you ever see me, like out in the field actively engaging with the shit that they do. This is just a way to keep a roof over my head. Oh, okay. Well, I get it. I get it. I mean, if you're really that desperate to get in his pants, I don't think you'll have much problems. Ah, desperate's a really aggressive word. Let's try that one more time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If you're really excited to see what large box he brought home, you should <laughs> You should uh, check out the cafe around the corner around two or three in the afternoon. He's always there. Gotcha. You know, I really appreciate it. This was fun. We should make like more of a, a habit of doing this from now on, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Jack goes, yeah, yeah, finally speaks up a little bit. Sure, let's let's hang out soon. We can go to the bar. You guys, absolutely. You guys look like it'd be such a blast, and I could probably just... I feel like I could really let loose with you guys, you know? Try new things. They're like, whatever you say, yes. <laughs> I so appreciate the both of you so much. Um, you know where to find me. Hit me up. And then backs up and does smooches. See you guys later. Okay. Like I said, hit me up, right? Absolutely, yeah. For sure. So you, you meet up back with the group. We are just like a few feet away watching the spectacle that's going on. <laughs> when Tisha comes back, immediately drops the act and opens up the... 
<laughs> her flask and takes another sip. I think Tisha might have a problem. And starts relaying this information that she got. Were they disrespectful? Because I can take care of that if they were. No, 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 no. They're much too led by the head in their pants to be disrespectful. A bit too confused. I see. Bless their hearts. Yeah, apparently he's going to be in the cafe around like three o'clock today. He brought in some, you know, I want to know what the fuck that box is about. I mean, like, I want y'all to figure it out and like to see what it is in case it like y'all could fight it if it does stuff that hurts. Well, the priority is the book, but if there are the magical items there, then, well, it's our responsibility to find it, is it not? Yeah. Why not both? Well, if he is having tea, you said three o'clock, mm-hmm. and there are no extra guards at that time, that might be a good time. Yeah. He's guarding something. They said he had that box. He's hiring extra patrol. Be around his house at all times. There's something there he does not want us to find. Perhaps Leon and Katja, you sneak in and uh, I can stand guard outside. I know how to talk to people like this. I might be able to delay him a little bit in case he comes back. And, well, we have a perfect person to keep him delayed at the cafe, do we not? I mean, I wasn't going to be the one to say anything, but... (laughs) You know, it's all in a day's work. Just cracks her knuckles. Okay, so the plan is to send Tisha over to the cafe and run interference. Why the three of you sneak into his home, which is not very far from the cafe. Is that it? I think Giovanna's going to stand outside keeping watch like an extra guard okay so you're gonna play the guard role to make people think that the place is being watched okay exactly so if like the guards come by i'll be like don't worry about it it's already covered awesome let's start with tisha you head over to the cafe and you see this man in this purple suit with white pantaloons or whatever what are what were the the renaissance pants called I don't remember what they were called, just puffy pants. Just puffy pants. So we'll just say Renaissance-like pants, and he's got on a a large hat that if he was wearing it today would probably be a pimp hat, I hate to say, but (laughs) purple thing with, you know, that kind of goes back. It looks like a ship. He's sipping a cup of tea and is out there on the street greeting people, and you notice that people will smile at him, and then once they pass... His gaze, they'll kind of like scrunch their face up like, oh, that guy. Yeah, Tisha kind of has that same grimace when she sees those fucking ridiculous pants and that even more ridiculous hat. Uh, It is just like... There was a style in the 1700s called macaroni. That is kind of what he looks like. And if you know what that is, he's got the, you know, the whole shebang on. So you want to look that up at some point. He's like a macaroni dude. Oh, bless it. <laughs> oh, like Yankee Doodle Dandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Gotcha. I hate how I immediately, like, pictured it right in my eyeballs as soon as you said it. <laughs> that was so disgustingly visceral. I hated it. <laughs> like, that's it's helping me so much, though, because, like, I'm a grown-ass person. And all this time, I'm like, he stuck a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, macaroni, like, you're really fancy. I'm like, <laughs> 
I think you all just saw my head explode in real time. (laughs) Now I'm on the level of that song I learned when I was five. Feeling good. Wow. And who says you stop learning when you get older? (laughs) Never stop learning, kids. How do you approach this? Tisha internally rolls her eyes, like rolls them so hard that they probably would get stuck if you could actually see them. And then kind of like immediately turns on whatever the hell that is that she has and just like walks up to Frederick and goes, the first thing I always notice about a great looking man is his sense of style. Well, of course you do, little lady, because I have all the style in this drab city. I dress for success. As I can see, I've never seen fabric that exquisite before. It had to be expensive. Of course. There's no way to get a look without spending the right amount of coin. That is the way of the world, young lady. Now you look like a wonderful person to have some tea with, possibly give a tour or two of the lovely city we have around us. How would you like to sit down here and talk with me for a minute? I thought you'd never ask, to be honest. (laughs) And she like loops her arm into his. Well, all right, let's be off then. Walks in the opposite direction of his house. Okay. Now, for that, I feel like we need a sway roll. It's just a four. Cool, cool. I have a fuck ton of sway, so I'm going to use three just to be safe. Yeah, uh-huh. That was a four, actually. Right, I rolled a four. So seven. So you got a seven? Oh, so yeah, you're able. At first, he's like, oh, you might as well show you my room. And he's. you're like, no, this way. And he follows you right along. Don't you love the thrill of almost being caught? Well, yes, I do, actually. Sometimes I like to woo a woman 30, 40 feet away from one of my wives. It's a fun thing to do. Sometimes the woman you're trying to woo says, why not bring her too? That's how you get more wives. It's a, <laughs> it's a circle of life, I think. <laughs> well, I guess I'm the right person for the job then, huh? I would say so. Let's find some place a bit more discreet, shall we? Of course, yes. Let's. Uh, my mansion's the other way. We could go there. Mm. That can be saved for later. All right, so let's slip back over to the other three real quick. Giovanna, you are within eyesight line of the cafe, and you notice Tisha and Frederick walking the opposite way. Uh, meanwhile... Our two sneaky, sneaky people, Katya and Leo, are doing what? Trying to sneak in the back way or through a low window or something like that. All right. So can I get stealth rolls from both of you? I'm putting three into mine. Okay. Uh, You want to beat a four. You got a five. Okay, cool. I'm going to put two into my stealth. Six. Awesome. So you guys get into this house and you hear... People moving about, women talking to each other in different rooms. It is a large place. I'm going to say that since you did so well on your rolls, that you've actually broken into his study. And the book is laying right there. But you also hear something 
it's this really high-pitched noise that sounds like almost like a cry it's hard to make out what it is but it seems to be coming from deeper within the home so you have a choice you can take the book or you can continue to investigate but it means more stealth rolls because there are a lot of wives in this place does it sound like a natural sound no it doesn't i look at katya i have the book in hand that is what we're here for not really supposed to be going off script, so to speak. Let us take the book and maybe an anonymous report that there is magic going on in this house. Hmm, that could work. We can tell the Madre as well, see if she has any concerns. We, oui, I agree. Let us go. All right, so you sneak back out. Meanwhile, Giovanna, you notice down the street, so... You've had a a problem with the Mercenaries Guild lately. The Mercenaries have been, for some reason, poaching books from the different libraries. They've been paid for this, but you're not sure who's paying. You even got offered money from their leader, Talis, who is relatively well-known and relatively powerful and very much into you. He really likes you, but... He feels that you're a little too, what's the word, strict with your views. <laughs> Principled works too. <laughs> a little, little too moral, not enough gray in your moral. <laughs> and you notice that there's a group of them not far away from where you're standing, and they seem to be talking about something very intently. Hmm. I don't want to stand directly in front of the house, so what I will do is I'll continue to make rounds around the house as if patrolling it, and my route will conveniently pass by where they are talking. That said, how well known would Giovanna be? Because she's, I mean, she's probably like 6'6", tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. She stands out real good, so... I love how you're playing Brienne of Tarth. I'm like, who? Oh, hell yes. Ugh. I am such a fan. You're actually really well known to the mercenaries. They Now, the mercenaries are your enemies, right? On your character sheet? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So they know you. You have tangled with them before, and they're very aware of who you are. So if you go walking past them, they're absolutely going to notice you. You are okay. not stealthy. And you're six foot six. Yeah, I'll still walk by them. I don't fucking trust them and I don't care. Bring it on. So just roll a six sided. You have no stealth. Anti stealth. Oh, no. No. What, what is stealth? So if you're trying to hear something, I'm going to have you roll a six sided and see if you can beat a four. Uh, you don't get any bonuses to it. Okay. That's a five. Excellent. Okay, so. Hell yeah. So you walk by. And they're so intent on talking, you know, so focused on talking that they don't notice you. And you hear them talking about a pickup later that night of cargo for a friend. They never use any names, but they keep talking about how heavy the cargo is and how many men they're going to need to do the job. And you are able to pass by and kind of... Yeah, you kind of pick up on all that. Mm -hmm. And you make it back to the house just as the other two are coming down the pathway. 
beautiful. I passed by Giovanna, not acknowledging her, like we don't know each other, just so she knows we're done. And then I will circle back around to Shadow Leo, just in case Brad shows up. You shadow Leo for a little bit. All of you meet back together, I'm going to say. After a while, Tisha, you flirt, 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 and realize when you're far enough away from his mansion, you kind of peel off from him and just kind of leave him there. Probably in not the best neighborhood, just on purpose. With his britches down. His britches down. Absolutely. (laughs) They find him without his shoes. He's up on blocks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was hilarious actually so he did owe a fine though so he did do do you want to try to get that fine from him so i think it was something like 20 gold or something it wasn't a lot yeah 20 gold pieces you get the dough and you get going and you head back and all of you meet up outside of the headquarters and you have the book, you have the money, and you see Agent Brad sitting at the top of the stairs eating his lunch. And he looks down and goes, oh, did you have good hunting this time? As if you care. We have good hunting every time. He goes, those l- smaller bounties have Adam. And then he stands up and walks into the office. And you all walk into the office and you take your bounty to the front desk. What do you want to do? I mean, honestly, I'd love to look up Brad's girlfriend and pay her a visit. But what I'm going to do instead is be the bigger person. <laughs> Tisha would tag team you on that 100%. Just like... <laughs> like, when when I get to the top of the stairs, I think, like, I make a beeline to see if there are any new bounties immediately. And see if I can just tear it off before he gets to even look at it. Okay. Uh, sure enough, there's a higher bounty one up there. It's... For 40,000 gold pieces. Yeah, I tuck it inside, like next to my, like next to my chest, um, on the inside of like my white shirt. Like I kind of undo the top a little bit as I'm staring daggers in his eyes and just like tuck it so he can't get to it. Good luck. Mm, Thank you. He walks away and you can see that he's like about to light a clove cigarette. Ew. No smoking in here. Oh, I ate him. I'm going outside, don't worry. I hate him so much. Is there like a pen or something? Like a, a, a quill I could throw at the back of this fucking head? Clove stinks <laughs> so bad, and I'm so pissed about this. <laughs> See, now if it, it was the 90s and you were goth, you'd think they were wonderful. That's very true, and I hate it. <laughs> it depends on the group that you're with at the time. Oh, God. So you have this new, you didn't even look at what it was. You just took it and you have got a little cash in your hand. You also know that there's something going on at Frederick's house, but you're not sure what, and you're not sure if it's any of your business or if if you just need to let it lie, but it's up to you. Oh, it's my business. (laughs) I, uh, to the group after we've kind of walked away. I don't know what the fuck they're up to, but they're up to something, and I aim to find out, because it's likely something that is not good for the city. So if you wouldn't mind this little dalliance with me, we're going to go ruin some mercenaries' days, or evening, I suppose. 
Well, before we go off and do this, let us really read this bounty because uh, the bounty and what we are about to do may align. What she said. I look around to make sure that this that this man is actually outside and that like he can't possibly be anywhere near us <laughs> before I unfurl this note. <laughs> You look around, and as you look outside, he catches your eye, just kind of waves at you and keeps smoking. I take the four fingers, not including my thumb, and I put them underneath my chin, and I do a hard push outward in his direction. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, he is outside. Okay, yeah, I carefully unfold the paper and uh, allow everybody to kind of look over it together. It is for the Denari Codex of Life. Holy shnikey. It is a religious tome. It is a one-of-a-kind written by Denari. It has been taken out by a priest, and it's been missing for a month and a half. For some reason, they're just now putting the bounty out. And what's the name of it again? I'm sorry? The Denari Codex of Life. Giovanna, I hope you don't mind uh, that the holy man is on the list. I don't imagine he's going to fight us very hard for the book. I'm sure he'll understand, you know, we need to secure that kind of information for everyone, but just wanted to mention the elephant in the room, so to speak. Any priest that does not return a book on time is no priest worthy of my respect. You are really intense. (laughs) Like, has anyone ever told you that? Like, really intense. Like, it's a cool thing. Don't get me wrong. I think I just might be used to it. But, like, that was kind of scary. (laughs) Why, I don't think you've ever paid me a better compliment. Tisha looks genuinely confused. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, okay. You're welcome. Hmm. (laughs) He's Priest Castina. Have I ever heard of this priest? You have, actually. Uh Uh-oh. He's been with the church for a very long time. He's probably 87, maybe his early 90s, which is probably why they haven't put a bounty out on it. Perhaps he was too sick to return it? Is our church kind of like the Catholic church in that priests don't marry, or is it more of a Christianity oh, God, situation? No, of, no okay. it's a, uh, they're, they're not. And, the, and to be fair, Italian priests might not have married, but they had, they had relationships. Yeah, yeah. not just honest. the Italian ones. Well, yeah, I know, I was, <laughs> all of them did. <laughs> Mostly, well, if it was the Catholic kinds, it would be yeah. the, the the secret on the, the secret, down yeah. low of whatever variety that is, but more the, okay. The midnight mass of it all. Yes. yes. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Oh, God, what a good show. I, so mm-hmm. I, in that case, I would like to use my connections with the nobility and with the church, because they are one of my allies, to get a sense of this priest's standing and health. Because if he's just old and forgetful, that's one thing. If he is maliciously hoarding the book, that's quite another. All right. So you talk with a, like a, a deacon level person over at the church, at the, the local church about the Castina. And he says, well, he's been getting sicker, unfortunately. Recently, he's been having trouble with his stomach and... We all thought maybe it was time for him to retire, but he wants to work until the end. But he hasn't been around lately. We did a check on him. He's alive, but for some reason he won't return the book. And we all are too close to him to force him. We need somebody with official 
government backing that can just go in and take the book. We don't want anything to happen. He's been a service to the city for 60 years, actually 70. So, but we need the book back. We'll give him the respect he's due as a, as a member of the church. But um, <clears throat> anyone that withholds a book with malicious intent, you know what must be done. But we'll do what we can. Thank you. He gives you where Castina lives, and he says, um, you should know that the book is very special. Now, for above game for players and for listeners, Denari every once in a while will walk the streets of the city. Some believe that she's actually the city. Listen to Blades of Eversink for more on that, the first Sword of the Serpentine thing we did. But... The deacon says to you that the book has the essence of the goddess written upon the pages. And the reason that we did not go for higher bounty is we know higher bounties mean that the end would be quick. We don't want that for him, unless he's doing something malicious, like you said. So do you have any more questions for him? Does he live alone with a partner, with his children, anything like that? I think at this point, all of his children have moved away, his grandchildren as well. I believe he lives by himself. His wife passed a few years ago. Is there, I guess my last question, is there anything when you send people to check on him that he seems preoccupied with? He seems like he is preoccupied. He won't let us in the house. And they tell us that the house seems to be full of papers and... Right, I think that's all then. We'll get the book and try to ensure that he is, well, treated, as I say, with the respect he's due, whatever that means. Thank you. If you do have to come to a retirement situation or to inhume him, just be quick. I will. All right, so you walk outside of the church and what next? Where would you like to go? Uh, did the party come with me? And just kind of like chilling outside or that's well i figured the party was chilling outside so you can just kind of let them know what you learned if you want and then we can move on perhaps we just head straight there then okay he's not letting anyone in that is odd no Mm -hmm. i think it is very odd for the signora to not let anyone in his house especially at how old he is oui très bizarre indeed perhaps uh, the two of you sneak in the back while we push in the front that works for me. We. Oui. I think uh, Tasha starts rubbing at her temples consistently, and that's kind of like her telltale sign. Uh, I want to use prophecy before I fall out. Okay, how much do you want to spend? I'm going to put one of my sorcery, my prophecy points into it. Okay. Let's see what happens. So you get the sense of very powerful very full of life, very angry entity, and it's trapped. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Ah! Wes, Wes, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You guys don't worry about it. I got this. We're not stopping. 30 more minutes. Go. Thank you all so much for playing. I hope you all had a good time. I know I did. We will be back next week with more, but let's, before I get ahead of myself, let's find out where all of these wonderful people are. And since I, this is, I believe, the first big cliffhanger that I put both Farah and Sam on, let's start with Sam. 
Oh, oh my God. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to regain my edges. I'm bald a little bit. Um, I'm Sam. Uh, that's Sam with two M's. You can catch me, uh, on Twitter at lust for life, L U S T T F O R L I F E E X. Uh, and that is where you can keep up with all of the fun and nifty shit that I'm up to on the regular day to day basis. Or if you just like somebody who likes continuously talking shit online and cracking jokes, I'm your kid. Uh, I have been Farah Sarkaya, and you can find me at Farakaya on Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other places. Uh, you can also find me over at Crossroads Games for all sorts of excellent, spooky, and funny things. Hi, I have been Candace, also known as Candace Magnificent. You can follow me online at Candace Magnificent or at that Candace Girl if you are on Twitter. You can find me on Crossroads Games as well with Farah. Um, and some other really great people. You can find me on 12-Sided Stories, either on Monday or Tuesdays, depending on when this airs. And you can usually find me on Tales of Valor as well. There are some other places that you might be able to see me. Just follow me on Twitter and uh, you'll be able to see my entire schedule. Hey, I'm Michelle, and you can find me on Twitter at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. Uh, if you would like to listen to my music or get some of Wes's amazing sound effects, you can subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. And I am Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter. For the show, the best thing to do to find all of our links is go to our actual website, which is www.12sidedstories.com, all one word. And you can find our links to the different shows, to the stream, which is like Candace said, on Mondays or Tuesday, depending on when this airs probably Mondays if our cast members get the awesome opportunities that they're going for right now. Also, you can show up on our Discord and hang out and talk with us over there. We'd love to have you with everything going on right now with Twitter. Who knows if it's going to be there in a month? So uh, if you're listening, if this is future people listening and they're like, what's a Twitter? Go over to Discord or our website and you'll find us there. Also, if you want to help us out, definitely go over to either Coffee or Patreon and become a monthly supporter or give us a shout out on social media or give us a review. Any of those things are awesome and they definitely help. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the cast for playing. We appreciate it. And we will see you next week with more... Bookhound Bounty Hunters. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.